0: All right, what is going on? WLR another week, ladies and gents. We are, we are sorry that we are late. It is it is my fault, but I am so. Mecca G, Mecca Godzilla, ladies and gentlemen. Billy the kid, you know the dip. All right, and we're gonna get cracking this week. We got quite a bit to talk about. The God of Thunder is here with us, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Now, aren't you lucky? Aren't you lucky that the God of Thunder decides to grace us with his presence?
1: Indeed, they are
0: Tell Every him. week he comes down from Asgard and he's like, "You know what? I want to hang with these two dudes." And that's cool. He hangs with us all the time, but more importantly, and 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 it just goes to show how magnanimous this guy actually is. He he's like, "You know what? Let the people see me for an hour." For an hour, you guys get to stare upon
1: the glory that is the Andrew Bello. What is going on, sir? How you doing? Not, not too much. Yeah, tell them. Tell them how lucky they I'm are. Trying. I'm time. taking time out of protecting the nine realms, right. creating world-breaking music. There's all sorts of shit I could be doing instead. Right. I'm sitting here talking to you people, but there is a perk I get to sit here and talk to these fellas, even though one of them is Billy Ray. But the other <laughs> one just so happens to be the main event. And since I botched this so terribly last week, let me get my let me get my bearings. <clears> he <throat> comes to us. From the island of Road, by way of the Denver airport, he stands at six feet, 6.6 inches tall, weighing in at an unbelievably svelte, 666 pounds.
2: He's never more powerful than you. All
1: biceps. This introduction brought to you by Tampax, whatever the fuck that commercial was. <laughs> <laughs> he is... The master of the massive manamaries, the connoisseur of the colossal kajungas, and the hunker of huge hooters. It's still Triple H. He's sexy. No, not Triple H. He's stranglery. This guy right here, strangler Steve. Yeah.
0: Boom.
2: Boom. Thanks, fellow. Dude, I could tell just by the way you sucked in that air, it <laughs> was going to be a loud one. But I just think, like, your girl must be in bed going, oh, my
1: Yeah, what have I done? I told him sleep. it's okay. He does the podcast <laughs> once a week. I didn't right, know it was right. going to cost valuable hours of sleep.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much for that awesome introduction. Great to be back in the Wednesday well the locker room, guys. This is becoming a thing. Week number three of the Summer of Striz and the Summer of WLR. We're back in a. We're heading uh, into week three, and it's just been great. It's been flying by for me. I don't know about Hell you guys, yeah. but uh, yeah. I mean, the days... I mean, it's actually, is today the longest day of the year, or is it, it, is it actual Wednesday on the 21st or the 20th? I thought it was the
0: 22nd, to... but it's probably the 21st. Oh, okay. I think you're right. It's it.
2: heading into the longest day of the year, man. It's, it's crazy. I can't believe it's already here. Just when the, we have those wintry nights, and you're like, man, I can't wait for summer. It's about to peak just, you know, in the next couple seconds, man, and then... And I hate yeah. to be the Debbie Donner. I say this every year. I'm like, oh, here comes the slow slide, going into fall. But for me, I I love fall. I love right. to do it every year. I love when it starts getting crispy and cool out, and you know the hot chocolate starts coming back, and the hot coffee with the steam, and you're blowing the steam off the top just to take a little sip. I, I love those cold, crispy mornings where you still need a jacket, and then like by midday it starts heating up a little bit, and you can take the jacket off. The it will forever be the best day the best time of the year for me. I'm looking forward to next year's uh, fall because, uh, you know, as you know, I moved to Phoenix last uh, June and it's looking like next June, we're going to be heading back to uh, Rhode Island. So Mm. which is kind of already starting to put uh, all the uh, pieces in its places right now to, you know, for the next year, to kind of get everything, you know, where it needs to be and uh, looking forward to possibly relocating back to New England.
0: Sounds fantastic. That's going to be dope. And I can't wait for the, for the fall either at this point. And I, I was just talking to my wife and telling her how, how fast everything's progressing. Summer is over at this point. It is, it's over, guys. July <laughs> is here now. Damn. We just started doing this show. <laughs> the summer of frizz, and we're already on week three, and I don't know where the time went. Because it's like, didn't we just start this? You know? You um, know? And, but it, but it, it's gone. All right, It's already July. So enjoy July as much as you can. I know it's not July yet, but you know what I'm trying to say?
2: It'll be a blink
0: of an eye. It's going to be July. So go to uh, the hot dog eating contest at Coney Island. Enjoy the 4th of July, the stars and stripes, you know, be patriotic, do the whole deal, wear your Captain America hat, you know, have fun. Do you guys uh, do this,
2: like what I try to do, sorry, Billy, right? I was going to say, sorry, like when summer starts coming around, there's a couple things you have to do to get it in that small period of time. One is to eat as much watermelon as absolutely possible. Right. Two, okay. corn on the cob. <laughs> almost, <laughs> yeah. almost every meal, corn on the cob and use the grill as much as possible. Steaks, hot dogs, chicken, burgers, it doesn't matter. Use that grill as much as possible. And that, that's not that flavor of summer. That's what I have always tried to do every summer is just, use my grill until it gets cold enough where I have to either shuffle my way to the thing or, you know, I ran out of propane nice. and I got to take it to the store. But do you, ever gotta, you feel like you got to kind of cram all that in, like, as yeah. many times as you can in the summer? Or is
0: it Absolutely. Because it's gone. It is over. Yeah. Football season is right around the corner, ladies and gents. Fantasy football. Let's set something up so I can go ahead and take all your money. All right? <laughs> and I don't mean you guys. I mean... I mean, if you guys want to give me money, I'll take it. But I'm just talking about.
1: Yeah, no. You you can take my money a lot of ways. Fantasy football is not going to be one of them.
0: Everybody that thinks they can fuck with BRV in the chat, everybody that's listening after the fact, you want to give me your money in fantasy football? I'm not even preoccupied anymore. I'm done with school. It's time to take all your money. Everybody, come pay the kid. All right. So let's. Are you good at fantasy football? I am the king. Wow, my dad, my, my
2: dad always wins his group of guys uh mm-hmm. fantasy
0: football. Oh, if, if if your dad wants to come down and pay <laughs> homage to Billy the Kid.
2: <laughs> Let him know. We'll
0: take, we'll take <laughs> it. With all due respect, Striz, I'm, I'm screwing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right. You want to F
2: right. with an old man, a 74-year-old man's money? I mean,
0: <laughs> go, ahead. I go ahead, right? What ain't I no wrong with that. Hey, listen, uh, but, but back to you punk-ass bitches. I didn't forget. Okay, straight up, Steph. you guys want to give me your money? I'll take it. I'll take every, every one of them. All right. There's only wow. one person I'm in fucking, the world. I'm
1: nicer to them than he is.
0: That right? that might be better than me in fantasy football. One person, that is all. And that person knows who he is. Everybody else pays homage to the man, like like Ric Flair. Okay, so so let's do that. Let's think about Woo. that. But for the time being, let's 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 enjoy the. I've rest never played
2: fantasy anything, by the way. In my
0: whole Yo, life. fantasy football is the greatest. It's the only reason I watch football anymore. Like, really, it, it, I really don't care about who wins and loses anymore. I mean, I'm a Giants fan because I'm from New York. you bet, too, in these, like, DraftKings and stuff like that? I used to do that, um, but I, I don't anymore. I used to do, um, um, what is it, the Odds, the, the Pickums? I forget what Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, I used to do that. I used to do pretty well at that, too. Uh, but I, I'm just not following as much as I used to, Like, so I got to get back into it and, and, and really get into it. But anyway, so uh, that uh, it, it remains open for all of you. Uh, And and I'll remind you come August. I don't want anybody to say, oh, Billy, I forgot. Oh, Billy, my bank account is drained. Oh, Billy, I don't know if I can stand up to you, if I can play fantasy football with you. I've given you fair warning, okay? So in a couple of months, we'll do this, and I'll take all your money, and that's the way it'll go down. But until then, it is still the summer of STRIZ. we will And we will talk about professional wrestling. We will talk conspiracies. We will talk politics. We will talk whatever the hell we please. Okay. So we're going to talk about CM Punk because I need to talk about CM
1: That's Punk. It's kind of it all of those things. Yeah.
0: I thought old. it was dope, by the way. To, to, we could start off with CM Punk. We have um shout, shout outs also, right? Did you, I yeah. don't know what you shouted out because I didn't, I didn't get to see it. So did you ask for topics or no?
2: Yeah. Well, actually I just asked everybody what their first job was.
0: Okay. All right. So, so we'll do cool. that. Yeah. Fun. Right. It'll be a fun topic. So let's let's do CM Punk. Then we'll get to that, and we'll get to the chat. Whomever's in there, what is going on, everybody? I see some people. Let me shout them out now before I forget, Mr. Colin song. What is going on? How are you? And he has to say this. He says, oh, "What is it? I bet Ray sabotage BRV. That dude is not sexy. He is not sexy. Who? Okay. What Who? else do we have here? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Henry Powers, what's going on, Henry Powers? And he says, "What's up to all it's of us? Henry. What's good, buddy? How you doing? Hey, hey, it's not Henry.
1: Here? It's Henny."
0: Oh, you're right. This Henny you know,
1: Powers. You know my eyes, my my. T- I do, my, You man. know they, they, they're not they're not very good. So Henny Henny Henny's significantly cooler than Henry, which is the only reason I bothered to correct it. What
0: up, what a uh, Henny. What up, Henny? what's up, but brother from 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 from, um, from Mecca G? You know, and, and you <laughs> you, you, know, you, don't, you don't get Mecca like George. <laughs> ain't no shout out better than it's not than, than when it's coming from Mecca G, and that that would be me. All right, who we got here? JVD, Ladies and gents, where is everyone? We're right here, bro. Here we are. What's going on, buddy? How you doing, man? Thanks for hanging out. What's up, Kate? How you doing? What's going on? Good to have you. K.V.D., if you will. K.V.D. And that's why we keep the Andrew Bello around. I know I get the mail every week. Why do you have Bello? Why is he on the show? There you go. This is why. (laughs) Because he... He's just invaluable. I, I don't play.
1: doubt that mail exists, strangely <laughs> enough.
0: <laughs> What's up, PW Hustle? That's that's 8-Track uh, Brown, the dirtiest of the city. Um, let me see. Uh, what else? Uh, he says he came and did last last year in fantasy football. Well, you know what? 8-Track uh, Brown. Oh, wait a minute. Brown, wait a minute. So he's telling the truth. 8-Track Brown, <laughs> how many times have I paid your way? oh after, shit after a track Brown oh, has come wow. in dead last or not made it to the playoffs and he's like hey Billy hey hey we're friends right you're, you're gonna win like you do every year can, can you not charge me how many times a track Brown did I wow. tell a lie am I telling a lie well how did CM Punk say
1: yeah what did he is say tell me when I start telling lies
0: tell me when I start <laughs> when I start say uh, telling lies a track Brown tell me okay. So stop the nonsense, all right, and, and, and appreciate what the kid does for the, for the you know, the hooligans and uh, and dumb people. Okay. Henry V is also here, or Hank V. What's up, no, no, Hank? What's up, okay. Hanky? What's good? What's good? What's good? Okay. So let's talk about CM Punk. All right. Now, you know I hate CM Punk almost as much as I hate Donald Trump, but I got to tell you. I thought CM Punk was dope this week. <laughs> I thought it was dope. I loved the promo, even though he was, you know, sticking, uh, you know, maybe, maybe he shouldn't have been doing some of the stuff he was doing. I loved it. And I loved the match. When him, when him and Samoa Joe were in there, man, they were killing each other. I was like, all right, this is dope. I, I kind of liked it. I could be wrong about the whole experience, but I, I'll i go back to hating CM Punk next week. Almost mm. almost for sure and i I actually i still don't like cm punk but i just liked this instance and that's what happens when cm punk comes back so you got to give him something that crowd went nuts right and they were in chicago of course but um i mean i I don't get it i I don't get the massive popularity of this guy I, i don't understand it i can't i've never have bought into that but there's certainly something and i gotta tell you and and you guys can can tell me if you feel different you know, um, MJF is is uh, built as the top promo in that company. I think T- CM Punk is a little more genuine, a little more polished. He comes off a little more natural. I think I think MJF could come off a little bit as 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 he's acting, or a little bit, you know, over the top. Sometimes. You just nailed
2: what the difference is. One yeah. guy is out there just talking his heart. Right. The other guy is just reading, you know, reciting a promo.
0: Right. Go ahead, Shriz. I'll hand it over to you, buddy. Well,
2: I didn't want to take all. I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah, like CM Punk, you know, he's out there telling no lies, as he says. And you got to respect that about a guy, especially in this industry where it's just layers upon layers of lies wrapped in riddles, wrapped in more more lies. And uh, I've never been a huge fan of his work, but I can respect him as a person where um, he's always stood up for himself and for other people who might not, you know, have the tailbone of pretty much do it for themselves, and uh, he's caught a lot of heat over the years, but um, something just keeps bringing him back, and like I said, like, uh, you know, he hasn't liked pro wrestling for years. He's been vocal about that, doesn't really care about wrestling, doesn't care about wrestling fans, but if he's going to be there, he might as well, you know, spit the truth and flame the dudes that are, you know, full of shit and uh, get himself a fat payday in the process. Why not? Totally, uh, You know, I have to say that his promo, I I loved the promo. I thought it was probably his second best promo ever other than the first, the original pipe, pipe bomb. bomb.
0: Agreed.
2: And the, you know, this was a continuation of that. I don't consider the one that was at the press conference after his match. One of the pipe bomb ones. Cause that one just seemed like he was just a very bitter and angry guy. And he probably was, and was just venting what was on his chest at the time, but in a completely inappropriate way. This was better. And people expected to hear it and, he flamed the Bucks again, and uh, you know maybe they deserve it. You know what I mean? Like because we don't know what's going on beside, behind the scenes there, but he's not gonna go out there and um, say anything but how he really feels, and that's what you know will always set him apart from a guy like MJF, who is just literally a gimmick. As a you know, anybody can swear and cuss and you know yeah. call somebody you know names, but Punk doesn't have to do any of that. He doesn't. He actually doesn't have to swear. He will here and there or whatever, and he did during that. You know, the uh, presser after the pay-per-view, he dropped a few F-bombs. But the one he did in the ring was fantastic. uh, As far as the match goes, it was a long night, and that was the last match. So there's a (laughs) lot – you know, you've pretty much already seen everything by the time the match gets there. But it's six great workers, and I love Joe, and I've I've known Joe for 20 years. In fact, one of the times – one of my favorite times with Joe – is when I met CM Punk for the first time, Joe introduced me to the to, to uh, CM Punk, and it was at the New Japan Dojo in L.A., and uh, we were all there to work out, and I was there trying out as a coach. They needed a coach for the young guys, and I was coming in to try out for that spot. And we all worked out for the entire weekend, did thousands upon thousands of Hindu squats and wrestled for hours and hours and left it all in the ring and had a great dinner with them each night that we did, and uh, it was cool getting to know them and everything, and... Uh, but uh, when you see them in the ring, it's it's magic still to this day, twenty-something yeah. years later, and uh, they you can tell they still both have a little bit of a passion for being in the ring together, which is kind of cool. Uh, but the um, you know it gets to a point where th- these six-man tags they just become so overbooked because it's like we've already seen everything, so things become very cliche and you, spots you've seen before. And like I said, if it's like two hours into the two-hour show, you're Pretty much resting your head on your hand going, Oh my god, is this is almost over. I want to go to bed. You know. So and maybe I mean, I think that it was the right placement. It was better than having it as the opener, but I mean, like, you know, it was, it was it was a good match. Could have been better if they had done less stuff.
0: Okay. I didn't see any of the of the of the show. I only saw the CM Punk match. Um, I was out and when I came back, I you know, we my son and I saw that. Um, so that's all I got. But I I, I loved it. But I I agree with everything you said. Um, Samoa Joe. I love Samoa Joe. Me too. Right. Uh, uh, FTR. Cool. I wasn't. I wasn't a massive fan of them, but but I like them better now than I've ever liked them. You know. Um. Who else was in the ring? Oh, Switchblade. I'm late to the party on Switchblade because I thought they 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 pushed him up too high at, in in New Japan too quickly. Um, when they gave him his first IW. Sometimes IWG you gotta record. do that
2: stuff, though, buddy.
0: I know, I know, I know, but I, I, I wasn't there, you know, and, and I'm like, I, I just, I couldn't buy him as the champion. I, I didn't um, hate it. Right, so, um, but I love Switchblade now. I, I'm there, you know, like, that the guy's fantastic. Juice Robinson, eh, I could yeah. do that. It is what it is. V, Andrew Bello, what's up, buddy?
1: Yeah, I got very little on the match because I kind of only saw the little bits and clips that were floating around social media, but the promo itself, I thought it was great. Yeah, like, I mean, everything you guys said, but uh you know to a certain extent like good material makes a really good promo right like the difference between mjf and you know uh, la Knight and all these other guys is the fact that like they're not really talking about shit that's real and that 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 matters and cm punk always seems to find himself in the middle of a shitstorm gee i wonder what the fucking common denominator is there but whether it's his contract negotiations or the fact that you know companies didn't want to push him because he he's got a fucking pepsi tattoo on his chest like a fucking idiot um and and you know and all the other reasons and uh you know and and then eventually leaving and coming back and all the stuff that that, you know now the the whole issue with the bucks and omega and and people actually like getting arrested because of, of a fucking scrap in the locker room and all that nonsense so there's always like a real thing for him to draw from uh, and, and obviously his mic skills are, are top notch to begin with. So that's how you get like these epic, really crazy, really captivating five minute long promos that no one's like looking to run to a commercial break in the middle of. And, you know, it was, it was, it was fantastic. Also, I love the, the little nod to Piper, right? He was wearing like that, that was black broke. Panther yeah. t-shirt. Um, yeah. so I thought that was kind of cool as well. He's kind of like a comic nerd. That's like a little bit of an Easter egg. Uh, so, so that worked as well, but I don't know. As I was watching the promo, really, I think it dawned on me about halfway through it, as great as it was and as actually intrigued as I was to kind of see what he's going to be doing over there, I don't think I wanted CM Punk to return to wrestling. That was like, that was not it at all for me. I wanted CM Punk to return to WWE, where Mm. all the shit went down. I want him to come back and try to enact change there, right? Like, now use your fucking loud mouth. And all your fucking Mark ass fucking, you know, f- followers that like will literally follow you across the earth to go see you for some weird reason. And, you know, use that there and try to be vocal there and and, and get the things done to the people that wronged you supposedly there. I, you know, I, watching him just go run off and, and and wrestle in a promotion with all of his buddies in a nice little safe space, even though, yeah, all right, Sure. He's got he's got like, you know, this little tumult with the with with the elite is that real like is that even real at this point i mean it, it starts to make you wonder like did they have to like somehow stir up some shit to give him some good material so he can go out and give us some promo like this
0: mm, i like the way
1: you I think
2: that would take way too much foresight on
1: it probably on would
2: their behalf
0: and, and, they, and-
2: they, they don't have that kind of ability to look <laughs> that far ahead
0: and and we gotta ask uh, uh, Kenny Omega if uh, if Ace steals Ace steals uh, uh what is it um teeth are are still marked
1: on his uh oh, leg. come on Kenny Omega you know, getting we- bit by a dude is like fucking and that's a Wednesday afternoon over at the AEW <laughs> locker room this is <laughs> gotta, not that gotta, big of a deal
2: I gotta tell you that would have been my one sticking point with bringing Punk back was we want to have you back and we want to continue what we had but he, Ace cannot come back Okay.
1: What, like what a sacrifice, a right? Like uh, fucking Patsy of, of all the of those guys who was going to be the fall guy. A Steel. Just yeah,
0: saying. Okay. It's a Ace, Ace Steel probably has a job over at DDT in Japan, I'm sure.
2: And I, yeah. I don't think this is, I don't think um, CM Punk will fully, fully retire until he gets his closure for what he's always wanted. And was that closing out match at WrestleMania in the main event.
1: Right, I don't think that's what I wanted to happens. see. I want to see him come back and climb his way back up and, and do that and maybe get some fucking health insurance for the boys along the way and get ice cream bars back. You know, all right. the shit he promised us <laughs> now 9, 12 years ago, whatever the fuck it is at this point.
0: I don't think he'll ever make it back to the WWE. No. I, I, I don't think he ever shows up there again. And, and there, as much as I hate CM Punk, there's some things about him that I love. And uh, he seems to really not give two shits, and and I gotta respect that to a certain degree. Even though he wanted to headline WrestleMania, maybe that's not something he wants to do anymore. You know, I, I I I just don't see it happening. I don't see him going back to the WWE. While I would love it if he went back to add that extra, you know, a little bit of seasoning to what's going on over there. Um, I I and plus I don't even see it turning out well. If he does, look what they're doing to Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes did nothing like <laughs> like uh, like CM Punk did, you know, um, not to say that Cody Rhodes isn't getting paid millions and millions of dollars and won't be WWE champion at some point because it'll probably happen. But you know what? My my summer of hating Cody booking will continue uh, at <laughs> least July until I get burnt out on this. All right. Where um, is there more money?
2: Is there more money on Cody Rhodes's future or CM Punk's future?
0: Or Cody Rhodes. here here it is this is the way it works it's uh uh i forgot who it was i think it was after one of the guys from ftr said that cm punk is one of the top um two guys in in professional wrestling they said it was roman reigns and cm punk
2: yeah that's must be that guy dax with the mustache that guy's been (laughs) sucking fucking cm punk's cock for fucking years and i don't mean literally but jesus christ dude you know He's, well, he its just it so obvious that he, he, he wants to be favored by punk so badly that he's willing to constantly talk about punk and his the impact that he's had on uh, Dax's life and his personal life. And those are one of the things that make me like not like FTRs. I know too much about their personal lives. I couldn't. I don't want to know two things. I don't want to know about your anxiety. I don't know what I know about your personal fucking bullshit that you're trying to overcome. Guess what, motherfucker? We're all trying to overcome shit. And you're not <laughs> yeah. special. And you're all right in the ring. You're not the greatest thing that's ever fucking happened. And, you know, I mean, not even like in the top 300 people that have ever done this, not even the top 1,000. So you keep, you know, stroking the guy who you know is going to help get you your spot and a better deal the next time your contract comes up because that's what's going to affect you in your personal life. It's just... If you're a man, you're able to look at yourself in the mirror knowing that you're sucking another dude off to get a better deal. <laughs> if that works for you, then so be it.
0: Did I mention it's the summer of stress? Right. Maybe. Just saying. Just saying, ladies and gents, that, that made the show. We can cut it off right now. Just rewind that. Cut part play this on 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 the Friday locker room after the fact and we will replay this on the PW hustle several times we have to have this conversation professor Chabella Villa Cruz just saying i think the 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 Striz is absolutely right uh, yeah. about that and and you know what and that's and i like them better now than i ever did that doesn't mean anything i just like them better now than i did before um but yeah man um that's that's what I think is 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 ultimately going down here or whatever. But uh, that's what he said. He said those two, Roman Reigns, CM Punk. You're wrong, right? So it's it's Roman Reigns, it's Brock Lesnar, it's Cody Rhodes, and I I I, I can even say Seth Rollins at this point over CM Punk. CM yeah. Punk might come in at number five. Maybe you can make an argument for John Moxley just because of what he's done over at AEW as opposed to what. CM Punk has done, it. how many, how long he's been there. But you can go back and forth with that fifth spot. I'll give it to CM Punk if you want, but he's certainly not too. Not, it's out of the question right now. Certainly not too. Just saying. Bell's thoughts. On. You on said a lot of shit there, what other, and everything that I just said, brother.
1: I got nothing. You know? CM Punk is not the second, not, not the number two wrestler in the world. <laughs> certainly, <laughs> I think I, I think I can agree with you on that one.
0: Oh well, at least we agree on something. All right. Right. Found some Craig, common Craig ground host.
1: here on hashtag WLR.
0: We're, we're making progress, you know. Freaking the the uh, you know the, the the Chinese and the US met. Xi Jinping met with somebody, and they made they made progress. That's right. Bell and, Bells and I can make some progress too. So, uh, Craig, what's up, Craig? How you doing, buddy? He says he shared his mansion with me on uh, on the gram, <laughs> and I never followed him back. I'm sorry, man. Like I'm thinking about shutting Shameful down bear. my Instagram cuz all i do is like follow these like conspiracy accounts and like holistic curing shit accounts and uh and some funny ones you know and, and that's it i just sit there and scroll while i'm using the bathroom and i, I need to just check this panel <laughs> together it, it, come on you like that alkaline guy the alkaline guy's dope. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I like, but it's like, all right, I need to do something more productive while I'm taking a shit.
1: Now, a anyway, little, um, little bit of Instagram I do use. It's so easy to see how people get sucked down the rabbit hole. Like literally, almost literally the only time I'm using Instagram is when one of you guys sends me an Instagram link. So then I open it up. It I do have an account like for other podcasts that I may or may not be involved in. So it pops up. And I'm like, OK, and then like I'm watching the video and then, of course, it just fucking instantly scrolls to the next one. And of course, it's something I like. And 99 percent of the time, it's a fine ass in fucking yoga pants. So, I'm right. like, All right. So now I'm staring at that for a good fucking five seconds. That video is only five seconds long because that's all it needs to be. It moves on to the next one. And all of a sudden, boom, like 10 videos later, I'm just wide eyed staring at this fucking thing going. Why? How did this happen? I blame you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I I think Instagram has been my most used app in the last maybe two years. Yeah.
1: Uh, without evil. without a doubt. And and they're and they're out there just slinging that child porn. Yes. Good, what? Are they- Good job, Zuckerberg. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh Kenny was never the same after that bite. I totally agree. Hank, what's going on? And my my boy Mike Simmons is here. Where is it? Let me put up something Mike said. Hold on. What's up, Mike? How you doing? Uh sorry that makes no sense why why stay at a place you know isn't going to change like that i think this is referring to you bells that's but I, I understand what bells was trying to say though like it's he'd like to see him in wwe to, to try to make that change which he said he wanted to bring you know and and uh maybe main event or wrestlemania with yeah even I if thought, he did that I, right i i thought before he got let go cm punk i thought it was going to be uh cm punk versus daniel Bryan. That that was the logical way to go for a WrestleMania main event, but they didn't go that route at all. So um, but Mike's is Mike is in here. What's up, Mike? How you doing? All right. About, Mike? So so I, I do want to talk about the Challenger and uh, the Challenger spacecraft that blew up in, I think it was 86. And this is Instagram that brought this back up again. We're talking about Instagram. So I do want to talk about that really quickly. And um, and then we'll get into Seth Rollins and Braun Breaker, which just finished up. We're gonna check that and uh and we'll get into some more professional wrestling shout-outs and whatever topics the striz that, that you guys sent to the striz. We're gonna talk about that. Um, do you guys want to talk about the the challenger now or do we go to the shout-out? Out. Yeah,
1: do the challenger thing. Yeah, do the challenger. Check this
0: out. Check this out. Right? And we were talking, I think it was last week. We were talking about conspiracies that people um which were our favorite conspiracies. And while this is a crazy one. This is something that you want to like dive into after a while because it's like, what the fuck, right? So there were seven people that were chosen to fly up. I don't know where, where they, were, they were going, um, but it was uh, the Challenger Space. I remember this in 86. Um, I was a child, I was six years old. I remember it blowing up. It was a big deal. And, and God bless that submarine that's missing they had yeah. as of 12 as of 12 p.m. today eastern eastern standard time they had 40 hours of air left in that yeah. thing yeah yeah
2: right.
0: so i hope they find it man it doesn't look good in a horrible good.
2: way kay. right
0: that's got i i don't know what i would do with myself to be honest i i'd try to go to sleep and not wake up and just die in my sleep like cuz it's not cool god bless those people uh, hope hopefully they get found this isn't looking good but the Challenger was traumatic on a different level, um, because everybody saw it, right? Everybody, everybody saw that space shuttle go up and blow up. You can find footage of it if you're too young to remember. You can find footage of this, and this was broadcasted on national television, even in 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 schools, right? You were sitting there watching it, and boom, this thing blows up. It's it's an iconic. Um, is iconic the right word to describe this it's it's a it's a memorable scene uh mm-hmm. that the the, yeah. the way the the smoke split you know and turned into well anyway so there were seven astronauts on it and turns out some people did some digging and it appears as if and i say it appears because you don't want to disrespect anybody um people do die all the time you know um and i, I all, all we're trying to do here is bring this up because it was fascinating in my opinion it appears as if either there are some amazing coincidences or maybe these people i i don't know. i'm not even gonna say all right but but so so there's all right hold on i i i wrote down a list here my brand new phone i have to turn this on because my eyes are so bad ladies and gentlemen hey, turn
1: your flashlight off please you're yeah, fucking blind i have to turn it
0: what? on i have to turn it on i did it on purpose so i can read God. this yeah man so judith judith rednick was one of them and and they found her or a a version of her or or somebody that looks like her with the same name alive right now right then there was michael j smith and there is another michael j smith that looks amazingly like this guy and they have the same profession still alive right now uh i think this is sean mccullough right uh I don't know. I misspelled this. Well, he's a law professor now, um, and that same guy still exists, also, uh, or a person with with that name, Dale Scooby, and I mean Dick Dick Scooby. And now there is a person called Richard Scooby, which is the same yeah. thing. And and he's the CEO of a company named Cows and Something or it's Cows and Treats, and they look amazingly alike. Like go go check this out. It's it's incredible. But this is the one that's most uh, concerning to me. Or or just, like, uh, thought-provoking, I should say. There are two people here. Uh, Ronald McNair and Ellis Alusaka. Al- Aluska, something or other. He's, uh, he's a Japanese guy. They had, both of them, had twin brothers that are still alive today with very similar names. They look exactly the same. Um, what are the odds that, that, that they pick? Because, no... Not everybody can be an astronaut here. What are the odds that they pick people with twin brothers to go on the same flight and boom? You know, that's kind of crazy. Got to admit that, right? Um, And then according to the video that I saw, I don't know how true this is. I didn't dig dig it up. But they did a background check, a family tree on on these two guys and they had no brothers, right? So what they're trying to say is that They are the same people with different names. They have remarkably similar professions, all of them too. I think this is nuts. This is a crazy conspiracy. I remember I had the guys from the Iron Realm media on my show to talk about it one time. It was very brief. There's not a lot of stuff on this, you know, but it always fascinates me and it keeps coming up, you know. And and at first I just thought this has got to be nonsense. But then you look at it and I'm like, I can understand how somebody can buy into this. Tell me something, Bells
1: yeah no and and it's funny yeah because a lot of the names you mentioned like michael mike judith judy like that's that's the 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 people that they're finding later on it's just the first name just changed a little bit last name's the exact same middle initial even in some cases like it's It's very the funny part, too, is that most of these people are professors, I believe, and like a lot of them are professors in aerospace, aeronautics, you know, engineering, physics, blah, 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 like all the things you would basically need to be if you were trying to work in some sort of supposed space program. But, uh, yeah, it's it's weird. That one's a weird one. It's a new one that I had never heard about uh i've seen i wasn't alive for the challenger explosion because i'm i'm still a youngin but um yeah nevertheless it was uh (laughs) i'm a youngin for like a millennial dad i guess we'll go you know qualify that a little bit but um i was not alive for it i've obviously seen it you know like the the footage i've seen it referenced in a lot of stuff it was in uh there was a whole episode in in the show glow that like heavily featured that um Hmm. but speaking of things that feature the challenger i've got a new song out on youtube that happens to randomly reference the challenger, which is actually how I thought you thought of this topic in the first place. Uh, and I'm, I'm just going to go with that. We're going to yeah, go. Yeah, that's
0: exactly what, what okay. I did uh, actually send that to us so we can send it to me so I can edit it under, uh, at the end of the show for the oh, audio okay. version. There's that actually
1: meeting. no, uh, there's no copyright issues as far as YouTube is aware yet, but somebody mm-hmm. will. Well, I can't it play it.
0: Well, if you play, it, if you send it to me now, I could potentially play it now, but, uh, but I can, I can definitely add it on after the fact. Regardless, producing live right now, WLR. Right. JVD is completely aware of all of this. Why wouldn't he be? Says none of them died. They went on to live normal lives. Some became college professors. They didn't even bother to change their name. And, and that's the conspiracy here. Striz, what did you think? I know you saw the vid. I I don't know if you know anything beyond that. What did you think?
2: Yeah, no, this is kind of something that's kind of popped up recently that I thought was really weird, like, you know, because I hadn't heard really anything about it until maybe the last month or so. But I remember Mm -hmm. when it happened live and I was in sixth grade and it was a real big deal because they had a teacher on the space shuttle, you know, a civilian teacher who was going to go up and uh, Krista McAuliffe and uh so all the teachers were like oh boy oh boy so every room uh in my corridor that i was in had a tv that was going to show it live Hmm. and um they played it (laughs) they take off and the explosion happens and oh wait a minute you know like if you just think it's just like the first rocket coming off you know because it comes usually in those things the first one comes off pretty quick but it wasn't that and then you're like going what happened like oh there was an explosion and the just like you know, a, a, a traumatic experience for the masses, all the teachers are weeping and sobbing and crying and running around from classroom to classroom, and all the teachers are hugging each other, and like we're all like, so that's it? Yeah, that's it. It just exploded, and that's it. And I can't remember if they sent us home early that day. I know a buddy of mine who was in another school, they sent the kids home early that day as if that's going to help anything. But uh, yeah yeah i remember for the next few days everything was all somber and they were having like ronald reagan on tv talking about how they met with the stars and this bullshit and it's like oh boy this was nuts but uh i wonder if these people are legitimately the people who were supposedly on that space shuttle you see them walk you know they do that last walk up to the thing and they take the you know the lift all the way up to the top of the you know space shuttle and supposedly go in like what happens at that point when the door closes is it's just another elevator that just brings them right back down underground yeah. ground because the thing has to take off. So there's all that heat and fire and everything. like So they get down to like, they're just like, are they snickering? Do they think it's like, it's funny, like they're going to get over on us? Or are they are they like, wow, this is, you know, we're going to make history today. Or like, I'd want to know what that feeling was like, if it was them going back down into a bunker or were they up in the air going, you know, like seeing flames come inside the thing and Next thing you know, they're all gone. So it's yeah. nuts. But like the way like the picture, the pictures are, they look almost as if like you're using the Snapchat app that ages you. It looks like they just use that. Like It <laughs> looks like as if it would be those people yeah. who look older and that, you know, you can prove that they are where they are. Like this guy's, like you said, this guy's a professor. This guy's a professor. This lady, you know, works for an aeronautics, you know, they really do exist, supposedly. And have, you know, jobs to this day, like, that's that's pretty shitty to make people go through, like, that kind of trauma just for the sake of, like, whatever social experiment they were right, doing
1: at the time, And that's the part
0: that I, what's up, what's up, Bill
1: No, I was going to say, and I mean, maybe this is because I wasn't alive for it, right? And it's entirely also possible it's because I'm a heartless bastard. But just the nature of the event itself, like, what was so traumatic about it exactly? I mean, we're within, like, the first 20 years of space travel, basically, at this point. We're, we're putting seven people, one of which they literally just fucking plucked off the street. Like this bitch hasn't been through a whole lot of training. She's just been here for like a cup of coffee. We're sending seven people. We're strapping a fuck ton of explosives to a canister and shooting it into the sky. Like this was a a, a possible outcome. We should have all known what's going on. Why were we all watching it? You know what I'm saying? In retrospect, it doesn't seem that odd that this could happen. And yet everyone was like. You know, oh my God, this traumatic event. I mean, again, wasn't alive, heartless bastard. Sure, but <laughs> come on, man, this was like again a, a likely, if not plausible, you know, like like possible outcome to this. Come on, man, like, yeah. What was so, what was so happen- freaky about it? Because the freaking
0: exploded. It was it was like a freaking sacrifice on television. Like, it's not like died. we had like- done this a bunch of times.
1: <laughs> we've that done this like, it what, like what 15 times at this point in, in, in nasa's history
0: like people die every day we don't take it well when somebody dies you know what i mean yeah, it's the same right. Hold on. i, yeah. I, I, I want to get to this because somebody hasn't Like mike simmons says bellow sounds like someone who calls up women and talks them out of their panties so that now i am absolutely sure that mike simmons is the andrew bellow listen knock it off <laughs> all right uh stop when he stop disagreed with it, me before or was that in a the chat and going under a different name first off you could have been more original and picked a different name than mike simmons okay all right you could have done that but but then bigging yourself up this way nobody believes it nobody buys it okay so knock it off knock it off okay because nobody Sorry. would really write this if but they yeah, were you know no it's a definitely that's a real independent mind like really like i mean try to make it a little that's bit my, more
1: that's my side side hustle <laughs>
0: no man but i thought it was it was traumatic like i mean it i mean it didn't traumatize me but i it sucked you know like i was oh, walking yeah. around like oh my god i'm not expecting not you cool. have like a
1: party the next year i'm just saying like all right like you know die. Bad you know? shit happens all the time six people seven people that seven six people in the bitch they plucked off the street lucky her she won the but fucking that's lottery the
0: conspiracy of the week go look it up Tell us what you think and is-
1: uh, write,
0: write us uh, next week or whatever. Tweet us and tell us what you think about this, this uh, conspiracy. Um, Cause it's a freaking crazy one. Go, look, go look it up, man. These people look alike <laughs> they have the same names. All right. So, uh, you know, Striz okay. brought up a really good point, you know, that they could have been AI or something, but they're supposed to be real people. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Can you imagine like
2: the, the negative energy they were able to collect from all the mass trauma? When that happened,
0: yes, oh yeah, the okay.
2: Energy vampires who have set that up.
1: I can totally imagine that. Bellow, Jesus Christ! The, the interdimensional right. vampires is that what we're... right? They're coming. Perhaps. they're they're let's coming. Alex Jones to- is always right. Eventually, the fucking interdimensional vampires are coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about Seth Rollins and Braun Breaker. First off, I gotta say this every time I talk about Braun Breaker, I hate the fact that he's not called Steiner. I hate it, yeah. and I hate that name. I hate Brian Brayden. terrible I terrible love man. this kid. I think he's fantastic. Love him. Kind of reminds me of Scott Steiner with a bit of personality. Not Scott Steiner, I'm sorry. Uh, of, Rick. Uh, no, no, neither of them. I mean, he looks like Rick, for sure. But I was talking, Scott Norton. Kind of reminds me of Scott Norton with a little bit of personality. Just a build of him, you know, kind of, sort of. Um, but because um, uh, Scott Norton didn't have any personality, but I loved watching him wrestle regardless. Um, but uh, I-, I love this kid. Hate that stupid name. Call him Steiner. Get him over. I mean, it's a no brainer. I was talking to Atrac earlier today. I'm like, it's a no brainer. Just use his name. Um, And against Seth Rollins, I was I was waiting for this. This kid that they call that keeps calling himself him. I, I, I'm not buying that kid. Whatever his name. Oh, is. he's a good guy. Shut the, the up. The NFC champ. Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, Carmelo Hayes. I am sorry. I am. Leave not, him alone. I need more time. I, I am not him. there with him. What's up? He is him. Where's that Oh, he is him. He is him. I don't know, man. I don't like it. I, I, I don't, I don't actually
1: know what that means, nor do I know if he, he is an exact him. him. I'm just like, I'm, I'm you. new to this lingo.
2: I know I brought it up before, but I have a soft spot in my heart for him because he's a Boston boy. And I, th- I don't know if I told you guys this or not, but when he was in, like, second grade, he came to a wrestling show, and my wife signed an autograph for him when he was oh, a wow. little kid. Oh, that's wow. Cool. He, when he, we saw him on a little show that my friend, who was a trainer in Boston area— was running a little student show, and he had uh, Carmelo Hayes, who was wrestling as Christian Casanova at the time, Shit. against one of our guys from TCW, Mike Skyros. And uh, they did a 30-minute Iron Man match, which was really, really good. And it was beyond what either one of them we, we thought they could do at the time, considering they're still both rookies. And um, he says, uh, Carmelo Hayes says to my, my wife, he goes, um, I don't, you know, I, I have to tell you, that you signed an autograph for me when I was in second grade. Wow. Because for people who don't know, my wife was an independent wrestler for 16 years. And so she thought that was the coolest thing. I thought that was the coolest thing. And he thought she she was going to be mad. Like, what are you calling me, old or whatever? No, it was just so flattering. That's awesome. So we have, you know, we got to know the kid a little bit that night. He's he's a great kid, big heart, loves the business, loves the industry, wants to thrive. He's still getting it, dude. He's still figuring it out. He's got a lot to learn, but he's doing a great job. And it's tough being in that spot when you're, you know, the size you are because he's not the biggest dog in the fight. But, you know, he's got a big heart and hopefully down the line. You know, he was a little edgier as a heel, but they have him in a baby face role now. As a heel, he was very sharp-tongued, very, you know, had good, good offense, you know what I mean, could, could put some good heat on guys. And he was pretty believable. He's had every title down there. And
0: uh, you know, I you know, and, and give him a couple of years, man.
2: He's going to grow. He's going to be a good name. And uh,
0: you know, I, and maybe, I'm I'm, maybe gonna, I'm was. always going to have a soft spot in my heart for that. Understood. Maybe that's what it is. I'm I'm new to the, new to him. I don't know his previous work. I've just watched him recently, and uh, I hate the gimmick. I am him. I don't like. It. I don't. I don't like it. Maybe that's what it is. And and, and the fact that he's not a heel anymore. Uh, I, I I didn't want him to beat Braun either. You know, and and uh I think he took the title from Braun, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah you know, and, twice. Right. And I'm like, I, I I don't I don't buy that. I, I don't know. I'm just not there. Maybe it at some point out. I will be. It, sometimes it takes me a while to to buy into some characters. So very um, much so, with
2: me too. Right. They really have to grow on me. Some guys take years.
0: Right, right. For, for for that for that to happen. So Bells, what what'd you think about your boy Seth Rollins and 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 Braun? And and will Braun be... A WWE main
1: eventer at some point that's a good question uh let me let me start at the top there so seth coming down to nxt i thought was kind of cool i just think that in general is cool y'all know i got a phd in nxt and all that nonsense so it was nice to like why i don't watch it very frequently and i honestly forgot how to watch it i started i pulled up the network and i was like (laughs) oh it's on right now isn't it like i said i'm like trying to find it all over the place i'm like god damn you remember that having to watch it on the network that was cool back then yeah that was great and i could like start it over even though it wasn't done yet and it was great but yeah no then i had to find the, the 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 pirate you know website to try to pull it up and get it live sure enough I managed to do so just in time for the match to start so that was cool great having set down there it was awesome having the NXT faithful like you know kind of give him his his welcome back and you know he was their first champion now here he is bringing WWE gold down there so it was all kind of cool and very full circle except for the fact that he didn't drop the belt to Braun which to me that would have put it all really full circle I talked about this on Twitter earlier in the week yeah, it's probably a crazy marquee pipe dream, but Seth doesn't need this belt, man. Like Seth, like, like for all the reasons Billy Ray was talking about before, Seth Rollins doesn't need a fucking belt. And they sure as hell doesn't need this worthless belt that isn't as cool as either of the belts Roman has and isn't as prestigious as the one that Walter's been carrying around for over a year and two years or whatever the fuck it is at this point. So now he is down there, and here would have been like an awesome opportunity to uplift NXT, make Braun Breaker bring him up to the main roster or keep this belt down in NXT and make that like a third heavyweight title that belongs to NXT. And now you've kind of got a, you know, a three-way dance going on perpetually between the the different brands. Fuck. I mean, NXT's on USA. As far as anybody who's watching knows, who's not really paying attention. Like we are, there's three wrestling shows that are WWE branded. They don't know which one is a and B and C. They're just, they're turning on and like, Oh, who's that guy in the colorful trunks? That's all they really are paying attention to. And not. by the way, all of them have belts now, which is kind of weird. But nevertheless, we'll catch on as we go, I guess. But I, I thought it would have been a really cool opportunity. But as Striz and I were kind of talking about it while we were waiting for Billy Ray to get his shit together tonight, uh, <laughs> we, we, were, <laughs> uh, we were saying, you know, it was great. You know, Seth going over and it was a, it was an OK match. But a typical kind of Seth match, as Striz said. Uh, but Braun held his own to his credit. And that's kind of really what this is, right? This is just like a measuring stick match. Can you hang with, you know, a guy at the level of Seth Rollins? And for that, I think, I think it would be hard pressed to say he didn't.
0: Right. Striz, go ahead. I'm going to step step away for about two minutes, but, but handle this. I'll be right back. Right. right. Yeah. I
2: agree with everything you said, bells. And,
1: uh, I was mostly saying what you said. So that's good.
2: Well, yeah, we're we're very agreeable this week. And, And, um, you know, having Seth Rollins be the one that's grading your report card like that is, you know, a real feather in the cap. I mean, obviously, they have a lot of faith in Braun because, you know, they brought him up to Mania the year before. Not this past year, but the year before that. And, you know, they tease a little stuff with him. and He drops the NXT title to Dolph, wins it back. You know, so he's had like a little cup of coffee with, you know, the, the you know, the, I don't want to say the heavyweights, but the, I mean, main roster guys. And uh, sure. I'm sure Seth enjoyed the match. It didn't seem like there were any real screw ups during it. He treated Seth good, gave him some good heat. Personally, I think that, you know, that coming off of two losses from uh, Carmelo Hayes, that he's eaten too many L's at this point. So they need to kind of, if they want to do something with him, they got to fire him up soon. I would have loved to, like you said, I said this on the Friday locker room last week, he would have loved to have seen him beat Seth in NXT, becomes the new World Heavyweight Champion, debuts on Raw as champion. I mean, what better... Intro, could that possibly be? Seth doesn't need the belt, but he could help make a new guy. They go to the pay per view in England, money in the bank. The match has been changed. You can either have a three way with Seth, who wants his rematch. Uh, uh, Finn has been promised the championship match, and we have the new champion, Braun Breaker. So it's a three way dance, or Seth bows out and uh, Finn still gets his match for the championship, but it's versus Braun Breaker, guy he's not ready for, and can when he gets defeated. I thought the match was going to be with Seth, but it was only his own undoing of Seth that caused it to happen. So he forced his own banana peel slip. Yeah. It's so the way that heels lose is when they, they fuck themselves in the in the process. If they wanted to do that, they could also have Seth as the guest referee. He could have some sort of an outcome or perceived outcome where he's, you know, you think he's going to do something. He doesn't then, you know, double, you know, check something, turns his head for a second, Steiner takes advantage Wins yeah, the big one. That way, he's de- now, he's not just debuting on Rise Champion. He's going into his first pay per view. It's international. Yeah. Brand new fan base. Hell of a guy with Finn Ballard. Give him t- 20 strong minutes, make him look big and strong because Finn's only about 5'8, about 175 pounds. Oh, yeah. And then, boom, the next thing we know, we have ourselves a brand new star. I think he's ready. I mean, he's only been around three years, but he's picked up on this stuff really quickly. He grew up in the biz with his dad and his uncle. And I agree. He should be using the Steiner name. I think there's money behind that. We already have other bronze. We have we have Breaker, We have Braun Strowman. We have Bronson Reed. Yeah. Let's let's use that Steiner name and make some money off of it. Then you know let's 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 do whatever we can to get the kid on top. So
1: couldn't agree hopefully more. Hopefully, after this
2: loss on NXT, there's pretty much nothing left for uh Braunbreaker to do. So hopefully, this will they're, they're 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 they are they are they they got to be ready at this point because if not. They just turned him heel, and after he turned heel, he did these three jobs. Usually, when you turn heel, you go right back to the top, or at least you're on your way. But with some serious wins, you're laying out baby faces left and right, and you're heading towards the fucking the night, you know, the knight in shining armor as the dragon to be slayed. But they haven't done that with him. He's put on more size in the last couple months since like the mania run. He's going to be what would you say, 230 pounds, 240 pounds almost. And he's not even that tall. He's like 5'10", 5'11". So yeah. 240 on that kind of a build, he looks really good. And, uh, you know, I can definitely see him mixing it up. He's got the skills. And whatever he doesn't know, he can learn on the job. And, uh, you know, that's why they get house shows. Go out there and give me 40 minutes tonight. Don't do the same thing twice. And that's when you start really building up your shit. You practice on, you know, what do you want to work on this week for TV? Well, they have me do with X, Y, and Z. So I want to try to see if I can get this one spot over. You practice it on the house loop. Bring it to TV. And hopefully it's polished by then.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't think anybody's asking him to do, you know, brain surgery here, right? Like, I mean, right. it, it give us high energy promos, throw some motherfuckers around the ring for a while. Like, you know, it, it, considering what he's asked going to be asked to do. He's yeah. probably about as good as he needs to be or as as really as good as he's going to be uh, at, at doing some of those things at this point. So, yeah, uh, I thought it would be kind of cool if he not only won this belt, but he stayed in NXT and kind of like did like a capture the flag sort of deal. Like main roster guys are coming down every week to try to take this thing from him and bring it back up. And yeah, he's, he just yeah. keeps denying them like one after another. Just all these guys coming down. Uh, I thought that yeah. would be kind of cool, and then the thing cool. with Seth and this belt that that just is driving me nuts. Because in the back of my head, I'm thinking like they put this stupid belt on Seth, not obviously because he needs it. In in fact, you know, he kind of makes the belt a little bit more than it than it probably should be, if anything, at this stage in the game. Um, but uh, they, they, he's eventually going to be in this Marvel movie, Captain America Four, which actually just got pushed back six months. So now we're 18 months away from this fucking. Uh, red carpet event that he's going to eventually be taking place, and like, could they possibly keep this belt on him for nope. that long? Or <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then, and then you know, is he going to pass it off and then win it right back right before he goes uh, uh exactly onto that red carpet? Happen. Yeah, which is probably going to, to be the plan. At this two point. weeks before
2: that that happens,
1: but like, it's almost like this belt doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter anyway. But it really doesn't matter to me until like we get to the other side of Captain America for when we can actually start passing this mm-hmm. thing around to other people.
0: That's really dope, like if if he won and uh, that idea that you had, I kind of like it, it would bring eyes over to NXT. People would want to watch, you know. If he kept turning uh, away main roster guys, that'd, oh, be, yeah. that'd be really now, cool, like Balor's be.
1: do a shot. He goes down. Balor will get a right. great reception down in NXT. Oh, you yeah. can have another fucking banger pay per view. You can have him beat the beast or whatever, the uh, demon or whatever it is. I don't even know his name anymore because he's been squashed so many fucking times. Yeah. He's completely useless. Way to burn a merchandising opportunity, WWE. <laughs> you fucking idiots! All you gotta Me. do is have this guy win a match once a year with some fucking face paint on. You can't even do that shit right.
0: Nope, no, no, they cannot. Anyway. Striz, you want to do them shout-outs, brother?
1: Yeah, sure, man. All right. Well, uh, not
2: too, too many this week, but uh, I asked uh, earlier today, uh, what was your first job If you'd like a shout out? So we got some people that respond. Uh, For me, I put it, I said, respond with with a pic or a gif of what your first job was. My first job, besides paperboy, I didn't put that down there because it's like, I feel like everybody's been a paperboy at some point in their life. So I, did, I just went past that, and I went to my first kind of quote-unquote real job. And I was a cook at McDonald's when I was 14 years old. The picture the picture that I put was somebody putting a lid on the McDLT. And the, I used that because uh, the McDLT debuted while I was working at McDonald's. Yeah, you go. So, And they were a pain in the ass to make. But, uh, yeah, that was my first job. I had it for three years. Uh, I loved the job. I hated my boss. He was a real scary dude who would get up in your face and scream at you. Hmm. Being 14 years old, and this good dude was like 40-something and was a jacked old ex-bodybuilder. And he, he had a voice that would boom through the hallways, and he was very intimidating guy. But he eventually learned to like me once I figured out the job. It took me a few months to really get like my bearings. This is my first job. I was really slow and wasn't picking it up. And then one day, the light bulb just kind of went off for me, and I figured it out. And the next thing you knew... I started there when I was 14 years old. Before I would turn 15, I was a corporate trainer with McDonald's, training everybody that came through the kitchen. So, you know, it just got a chance of me getting used to everything the way it was and uh, ended up loving that job. I, I, I um, Let's see, I left there just before I turned 18 and, uh, you know, I learned a lot along the way. And I've used a lot of what I learned there with other restaurant jobs that I've had in my life, including when I had my own restaurant had the corporate structure with mcdonald's was uh pretty strong and uh you, you could learn a lot uh you know uh how what you know prioritizing things and you know as, as a manager or as an owner you can really figure out how to uh make your dollars work best for you in those kinds of situations and being a trainer you're you know you're thrust into that and uh so i i, I really learned a lot and. Um, that was really cool so it's if you crazy guys you
1: cooking at 14 that to me is i nuts. know like i were I, I also worked at mcdonald's when i my first job at 14 but yeah. i was like they barely let me work the register at that age like they wouldn't even like let me like reach too deep into the little pit to grab all the food yeah i called it a pit that makes it less appetizing yeah, yeah. than it is but yeah there's like a chute where all the food comes out from the kitchen they you reach too far into it. They'd be like, oh, no, you're going to burn yourself. Yeah. Those things are hot. Yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> we had but, a bin. Come on. Of course, I'm aware of that. Like, I'm I'm standing here. I could feel <laughs> it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's actually, hot. I
2: worked, I worked there in the days where there was still a hot bin, and you'd have, like, there'd be, like, eight cheeseburgers, like, three Big Macs and two Filet Fishes. They'd all be waiting there. So when somebody, well, when you turn around, we should put it in the bag and give it to them. Now that everything goes back, it gets made to order. But back then you'd make a tray of whatever and put them up and they'd wrap them all and put them in the bin and then put like a little 10 minute timer. And once it got past 10 minutes, they'd throw them away. So nothing ever lasted longer than 10 minutes. So it was always fresh. And they they stood stood by all that stuff. So I I thought that was pretty neat. Like everyone always thinks, oh, they just changed the tag and put another time. But they didn't do that at my McDonald's. And we were the only McDonald's in Massachusetts that didn't have a drive through because the town I was in would not approve it because it was built in, like, the late 60s. Oh, sure. and they wanted to add one on, and uh, the, the town just – people kept coming to the meetings saying they didn't want it. So you'd have to actually get out of your car, go in there, order it, take it with you, and leave. But they didn't stop it from being a busy place because on the weekends, we'd have, we'd have like, six registers in the front, and there would be a line at each register going – the, the front door from the register was at least 25 oh, the feet and there would be a now. line at each – line at each register going
1: out the doors on the weekends.
2: It was crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. What was your first job, Billy Ray?
1: Well,
0: you know, um I I never really had um a necessity to work, you know. Money just came to me. Like it still does,
1: you know. Obviously.
0: Um my my first profession at the at the age of fourteen was juggerlo. You know, um, if you, if a, a lot of people, you know, don't qualify for something like no, that. No, you know, no, no. For-
1: you, you're mispronouncing it. It's just a hoe. <laughs> Not yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that's what, I,
0: <laughs> that's what I did. You know, when I was 14, actually, my first job, I worked at a place. Um, it it was um Jesus, one of these. I don't, you have to be from New York, I think, to to know what one of these (laughs) things are. One of these freaking newsstands. It was a a newsstand. um, And, but it wasn't just a newsstand. The guy had a whole freaking enterprise running out of this newsstand. Like, what's that?
2: Did he have Lucy's?
0: All types of crap, right? So, uh, so you look at it and it's like this little business where he sells potato chips and, uh, and freaking candy and shit. But, but no. He sold reams of paper, and toner, and I mean you name it. Damn. they had a whole freaking thing. Um, and I was actually an employee of an employee. I wasn't. I, I really. I wasn't supposed to be working. Um, but I got okay. the job anyway. Right, and they gave me. They gave me some bucks or whatever. And that was an okay job. And then I had my real actual job, uh, working at a. Century 21 department stores, which no longer exist, but I worked there. My starting salary was six dollars and fifty cents. Wow, that's big money! I thought it was wow. I was like, "What? These people are giving me six (laughs) dollars!" I lost it when I saw it. I'm like, "What?" Because minimum wage is like five bucks or something. I forgot what it was. I was
2: making um, four bucks at McDonald's. It was
0: some crazy shit, man. And I saw six fifty. I was like, "Whoa, man! I am rolling in it." Um of course you know that You're like you know, what do
2: people complain about this is the easiest gig on earth I make a shit ton of money
0: Well it was tough it wasn't easy man like, I, I I was at the I was at the hardest department and um and we used I used to have to work the bail machine I don't know if you guys know what the hell that is but it, it it's the the compressor it compresses all the boxes and it makes oh, this giant right, thing yeah. you yeah. put the wires through it tie right it up that yeah. whole deal um it it was a it was a bitch but uh it was cool it was all right. I guess it, I, could have, I could have been doing a whole bunch of other like bad shit. Uh, but instead, I was, you know, earning a living and, and uh, making money and buying my own clothes and, nice. and paying the cable bill at home. <laughs> wow. Pretty good, dude. Wow. That's what I did, ladies and gents. Uh, that's yeah, awesome, man. And, and I decided right then and there that I would never work again. And that's why I'm a billionaire right now. <laughs> Rolling in money. Pretty Bells, nice. what was
1: your first job? I was at yeah I was I worked at McDonald's as well. That was your first We're, job. Yeah, pretty much did the the drive through on uh, on weekends. That was like why are you talking Striz
0: though.
1: I didn't know All Striz, the coolest guy, people you know. work at McDonald's, but yeah, well why why that's that's it. Why didn't you just work be? at McDonald's like a normal person? Why you fucking got yeah. to deflect your insecurities on me, Billy Ray? What the fuck is it, going <laughs> on?
0: Because I'm not constantly ripping off the Striz. I have my own job. I do my own thing. I <laughs> like you who went to work at McDonald's just because Striz worked at McDonald's. I was there during the
2: very first run of the McRib
1: taupe right Ooh. i think loves that, right? i was there during the run of the mcrib jr which was on the og ah. dollar menu. so yeah. i
0: never liked mcdonald's all i liked was the french fries and the apple pie that's all i ever yeah, had i had love
2: them. mcdonald's i think it still tastes great
0: yeah the pie is still fantastic there's and nothing the fries i won't McDonald's anymore. they used to be a lot better before but they don't suck anymore I made a right.
1: mistake of going to breakfast at McDonald's recently, Steve. I dropped mm-hmm. fucking twenty dollars on my personal Dude, breakfast. I just started I eating everything. I was like, I want all of the things I haven't had in five plus years. Whatever the last time I made it to McDonald's, yeah, for and breakfast. It's not cheap actually, either. they were doing it twenty four hours for breakfast, like right before the pandemic. Maybe for like mm-hmm. six months to a year, and then the pandemic yeah, yeah. killed that. So, pff, goddamn China! Yeah, <laughs>
0: China.
2: You're away everything.
1: Let's let's, let's get to the shout-out shout-out All right, here we got. go. Sorry,
2: we have uh Black Larry David checking in this week. What's going on, What's Black gone? Larry David? What's in like, a bit? His first job. He must have like started working a little bit later because like we were like all three of us were like fourteen. He was a bank teller Damn. for his first job. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Wow. Hell yeah. I'll take. You know, I had, I had a buddy who was a bank teller and he hated it he said it was the most depressing job because he's out there with a fistful of bills giving people all this money and then he'd get his paycheck at the end of the week yeah. and it's like 197 dollars <laughs> and he'd be like this ain't shit oh, hi, hi. <laughs> you see that everybody else is walking away with on that you know their cash supply you know But uh yeah that's it's just pretty cool for your first job i guess Craigie h is checking oh, out craiggy so buddy yeah, the, the, the richest of the I I guess did Craig ever
1: have to work? <laughs> <I> know, <right?
2: laughs> he was a uh, grocery store stock boy. That's a pretty nice. cool gig. I had a couple of friends of mine in high school who were baggers at grocery stores back in the day. Uh, Jose Van Dam, what's going on, Jose? Do it. Bello. There we go. Uh, he was a, a Domino's pizza maker.
1: Dope. Nice.
2: Dan Heffron, what's going on, Dan? i he was a cook at Pappagino's. You guys remember Pappagino's? I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a, um, I think it's a New England chain. Mostly they're out of business now, but uh, it was a really, um, they were everywhere in New England back in the days. It was, it was a pizza chain, right? I, it, I'm from awesome New York.
0: When I was a kid, yeah, I, I'm from New York. The only chains that matter are here. Okay, the, the only real like, uh, if you want to get something to eat, it's here. If you want to get pizza, it's here. All right, any real McDonald's you eat it somewhere out of New York. It's not real. He's giving you a heads up. <laughs> I'm
2: going to take your word on that. <laughs> okay.
0: All
2: right. Next on the list, we have Jimmer Monroe, who's back for a third week in a row. With we'll oh, we have oh. a new regular listener.
1: You know what? You're my new favorite Jimmer, Jimmer. Awesome. Nice. He was a
2: cook uh, after school. And I think the, the picture was like, it was like a sizzler type of restaurant. So that's, that's pretty cool. Cooking after school. That's so many
0: cooks. So many yeah. people are working the food industry. You know why?
2: Yeah. If you're a cook, you'll always have a job every restaurant in the world you walk your, your ass first a restaurant job. and say hey you know do you guys need to cook they'll be like when can you start
0: wow good to know
2: all right next up on the list uh frank's pickle barrel ass what's going on brother
0: what's up frankie
2: <laughs> he, uh, he he did roofing for his uncle when he was a teenager
1: nice and he felt yeah, like he I was nice. that in jersey you're in, in my neck yeah of yeah
2: he was making big money being like 14 years old, bringing yeah, home 400 Jersey bucks. summers
1: on roofs cannot be fun. I gotta say, it's oh, I, gotta be I, fucking miserable yeah. up there. I'm sorry, Frank, yeah. and mm. your pickle, bar- pickle, ass. pickle <laughs> barrel ass.
2: He said he was he was making like 400 bucks back when he was 15, thinking like fucking made it, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, for remember real. When you thought like like wait 400 bucks back in the day, you'd be like, holy shit, I I, I could go to the mall and get what. Ever i want i'm getting i'm getting dinner i'm gonna buy myself some jeans get some new shoes and still go home <laughs> with a pocket full of money right. back in the day
0: right it was dope
2: all right guess who's back his first time around with the stomp summer of the wlr is the fiendish dr Wu. woo
0: woo what's up woo what's, going, what's on? going
2: on brother he was a cart boy at target going outside and Lugging all the carts back inside. That's going nice. to be a grueling job.
0: That can't be fun in the winter. Well,
2: in the winter summer, whenever, man. It's man. never a good temperature outside to be one of those dudes that pushing like 75 carts back into the. I don't know. I wonder if it was an old school, like we had to push it yourself, or it was the one with the remote where the little robot kind of pushes them all for you. Like I went Ooh, to find man. out. Dr. Wu, uh, let us know. Uh, were you pushing it? With your the power of your own back and legs, or did you have the little, little robot
0: gimmick? Those Target kids, man. That's what when I when I drive up in the driveway at Target and I'm drinking a milkshake, I'm like, hey, hey, handle this for me. And it's like half half of it is still in there, and I just throw it at them. And I'm like, hit, hey, take, take. <laughs> no, sorry, if I did that to you. I said that wasn't that McDonald's with the strawberry milkshake? <laughs> good, good catch, bro. There uh, you go, handle this for me. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs>
2: Next up on the list, we have Jay Reezy Min. What's going on, bud? What's Jay Reezy. He, was, he was working at a bookstore back in the day. Ooh, That'd be a pretty okay. quiet, kind of subdued job. He's right. chilling at a bookstore. Not reading. Right, not reading. <laughs> books on tape, books on tape. That's, so <laughs> That's what I do. am still man. learning. Uh, Mars Khalifa, what's going on, dude? What's up, <laughs> brother? Yeah, it's been a hey, minute, bro. right? This, I think this is his first since we've been back. I was going I'm, I'm was... about
1: to go miss, visit our uh, mutual friend, Mary Jane, as soon as we get off here.
2: Nice, nice. How's she doing, by the way? Good. She's, doing uh, good. she's as
1: good as ever, my friend. She's as That's good great. as ever.
2: Uh, he was a waiter back in the day when he was having his first job. No, I can see that. All right. Uh, a new guy uh, coming in for a shout out. Harry Dresden.
0: He was That's, a paper up, boy. Harry. What's up, Harry? What's going on?
2: Now, I had a paper, paper route before. McDonald's and after McDonald's like before I started working at McDonald's I was 12 and my brother, my older brother had a paper route and he didn't want it anymore so I took it and had like 35 houses on it and I thought it was great because it made me like 120 bucks cash a week and I thought holy shit this is phenomenal (laughs) then after I left McDonald's I had an independent uh, route where I used my car. I had 250 uh, houses on my route that I used to do Monday through Friday every single day. I had never missed a single day. I did it three years to the day and uh, it, it's, it sucked, but it, like, it only took like two and a half hours to do because I had such a tight system. And it was like 400 bucks cash a week. It was like, this is the greatest job ever because to wow. my music. It just took my car and it just beat the shit out of my car because you're starting and stomping and like parking and getting in a drive. So it beat the shit out of my car. But it was, it was a pretty easy job. But, you know, whether, you know, it's raining, you're getting poured on or you're jumping in snow that's hip deep up somebody's front steps who hasn't shuffled them front walkway in a week you know what i mean mm, but yeah. uh yeah those those are the days man so I, I i think do you guys even have, have paper there, it seems like every kid in my school had a paper
0: no nah, man i, 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 I never did we no. don't if you throw a paper at somebody here they'll throw it back to you
2: right because nobody out there reads right
0: all
2: that- right next up on the list is gammy what's going on gammy of uh, gammy he was uh in landscaping back in the day nice That's some fucking grueling work in the sun yeah, yeah. And very finally on
0: the list we have Colin Wysong. What's up, Mr. Wysong? Going How going on, doing? He, Colin? He
2: was a uh, cook at his cousin's Chinese food restaurant.
0: Nice. nice. That is not Chinese food. You see what right. I mean? Yeah. You here see what I mean? You go into see. I just had this. I, I have to. I have to talk about this. All right. We're going to okay. talk about the the the, the bloodline and Jey Uso in a second, and we're getting out of here. But before we do that, okay? I got to tell you. All right. I'm tired. Of all these places, you know, you go to these places and you're expecting a genuine experience, right? Like I went, I'm I'm gonna get acupuncture, and my wife is looking to get acupuncture for me. There's a Puerto Rican guy doing acupuncture. I'm like, no, I don't want a Puerto Rican guy to do the acupuncture. I want some guy from China. I want a guy from China to do the acupuncture. He better be
2: 712 years old. Yes,
0: and a beard like a big white beard, like like low, low, and long
2: fingernails. Right.
0: That's Welcome what I want. Back to That's the
2: exactly. opium den. You acupuncture?
0: Right. And I'm like that guy knows what he's doing.
2: And his wife's eyes are the color of jade.
0: Yeah, I said he levitates. <laughs> I knew right. It. right? And that guy knows what he's doing, right? Or I walk into the pizzeria. I got a pizzeria right here, an authentic Italian pizzeria. With real Italians in it, but as time goes on, the Italians get replaced by Mexicans. There's one Italian that tells every Mexican what to do. This is I this is care. a
1: flaw of all pizzerias in the area. It just eventually degrades to yeah. Eventually,
0: <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm glad. I'm uh, eventually, glad you've got
1: people speaking Swahili making your pizza, and that is not the <laughs> it's intent. Guys, it's not everything. what I want.
0: I want I want an Italian to make my slice of pizza. Okay, if if I'm if it's if I'm, I'm my kids. My kids want to learn kung fu, right? There's a mixed martial arts class down here, but it's it's taught by, by Latinos. Like, no, 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 I could teach you that. No, I, I want I want a Shaolin monk the Latinos Sha- call it Kung Fu. Right. Kung fu. I immediately walked out oh, of there yeah. and they're like, Well, you're supposed to support your people. I'm like, well, no, 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 I want to learn kung fu. That's what I want to learn. Can you teach me kung fu? No, you can't. You want to learn Kung Fu? Exactly. I, you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not dealing with that. I want to learn Kung Fu, authentic Kung Fu. So Just like I, I go it to their wanna, brain. I, I, I want the guy from the Shaolin Temple that abandoned the Shaolin Temple, came over to the U.S. to make <laughs> some money and teach people the secrets. That's what I want. That's what I want. Is that too much to
1: ask? I, I don't think you're asking too
0: much. I don't All think right. so either. Thank so you Billy very Ren. much.
1: You go, a, you go to a hibachi restaurant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Your chef walks out. He's anything other than Japanese. You say something? Yeah, of course. Really? You're saying yeah. something? You're I'm like, dude, come you. here. You're like, I need the real deal. I'm paying I'm like, for this. Like, how how, how angry are you getting about it?
0: I asked my wife, like, <laughs> hey, 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 come here, come here. What what are you doing? What, what, what are you, where are you from? Colombia. What do you mean? <laughs> I can actually see, right see now. this <laughs> I'm leaving. Screw this place. The deception oh, lies. Shit. And I walk right out, ladies and gents. That's the way you do it, okay? Just giving you everybody a heads Man. up. That's your tip of the week. All right. Let's talk about the bloodline. Wow. Jey Uso. <laughs> Jey Uso kicked Roman Reigns in the face. Now, I have an issue. I, I, I want Jay Uso to be, you know, the guy, right? That, that would be dope. I really like him very much. I don't like the way the storyline kind of went down. Maybe you guys can explain it to me. I don't know why Jimmy did it first. I don't get it. And then, and I think it took a little bit off of when Jay did it. It just it wasn't this. It was cool, but it wasn't the same. It was just like, and I get it. They were like, all right, like, uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to sucker uh, Jay J Uso into staying in the bloodline and telling him he's gonna be the next uh, tribal chief and you know abandon his brother. But was that really necessary, or could we just have skipped all of that and had him kick Roman Reigns in the face, and he gets uh, you know all of. Uh, the reactions that are due to that. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. What's up, Bells?
1: Yeah, I, I think we could have probably just skipped to the point to where both of the Usos are on the same page and they're both saying goodbye to Roman, right? Like, because we were doing like the will he won't he, and then oh, but will he won't he, and oh, like some solos their brother for realsies though. So like maybe you know maybe he'll come to. Oh wait, he's not. But will but will Jay? I don't know. But will Jimmy? And that's like that's they're just doing this to. Prolong this story that has no life in it left. Like if Roman Reigns with all the belts isn't at the center of this storyline, this is wholly uninteresting in every conceivable way. Sami Zayn was the bulk of the entertainment in this storyline for forever, and he's not really in the picture as much these days with what's going on with the interfamily squabbles. So unless I'm missing something, of course, which is entirely possible, but uh yeah, and I, I just I think they're just kind of stretching this out. Like eventually the Usos and Solo, they all drop Roman and, you know, and and go off together and do something as kind of a a brother trio of some sorts, perhaps like a trio's title. Because, you know, more belts are in order. And um, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, yeah, and then they'll they'll leave Roman. Roman will eventually drop these belts to someone maybe uh, 2,000 days.
0: Right at some point, right. Days. I, I love I love the Instagram uh, uh, reels that people are making, or or the maybe it's TikTok and they're playing them on Instagram when uh, uh, everything goes down, like Roman Reigns beats beats Jaws or whatever, and everybody's like, oh, whatever, because he, he's yeah. beating everybody. It's of course, just so yeah. I love him. Striz. What's up? What did you think, man? What what did well, you think of the way this is unfolding?
2: Just to go a little bit backwards here, yeah, with Roman having the belt still, he's about to beat um, Pedro Morales' run, and I never thought I'd see the day where any of those last four guys, Pedro, Bruno, Bob Backlund, or Hulk Hogan, we're going to be beat. But you do kind of have to do that. And you have to say, like, some of our modern stuff is just as good as our golden era stuff. Because you have to say, you know, we're as relevant today as we've ever been. So I, I get that. And you, you have to make that change every now and then. Just like they're going to do with Gunther and the Honky Tonk Man's thing. It's, it's time to break some of these records, which right. is great. Some of them will never be broken. They'll never break Bruno's record. It's just not going to happen. And so there will always be those, but you know, the Pedro one is going to be broken and I guess it's time and they have it on the right guy, I guess, to do that. Cause people, you know, like Roman or don't like Roman, which is exactly what they want. I do think that the angle is starting to get a little bit stale and a little bit uh, too pulled out because here we were six, seven weeks past mania, you know, the dust has settled, the smoke has cleared and I have to make some moves here and Bello's right. The angle isn't even on the, the hit, uh, Romans championships anymore. It's on, you know, the Usos, whether they were staying in the bloodline or not. But I think that the biggest missed opportunity was last month on pay-per-view. They had Owens and Sammy defending the unified tag team belts that they beat the, Os- the Usos for. who were the longest reigning tag team champions in the history of the company. They beat the Usos for the belts. And they wrestled against Solo and Roman. In that match, because the, the story isn't fucking... Um uh, Sammy and Kevin keeping the titles. They 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 did their part of the story. They they took the belts off the Usos, made them weak. Everyone moves on to the next chapters. What should have happened was Roman and Solo, mostly Roman should have been the one that got the pin at the end, should have won the tag team belts from uh Kevin and Sammy. And Kevin and Sammy go to the little turmoil, not that they're gonna wrestle each other, but they have that thing that like Kevin has rage a tendencies and th- can wrestle some other tag team and have some funny shit happen on that. So they're out of the picture. They're no longer part of the bloodline story. So now the Usos who are, you know, well, you have uh, Solo and you have um, Roman, now the new tag team champions. Roman has the other two titles as well. Universal title, blah, 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 saying we did what you guys couldn't do and that uh, we got the belts back because you couldn't do it. You're in Yuri match, you lost so we're obviously better than you, you know, you guys shouldn't be here, blah, blah, blah. That's what causes them to be like, you know, fuck you, double tick, Roman's down, Solo's down, the Usos turn babyface. We go to England, the main event, besides the Money in the Bank ladder match, because it's the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, is Roman and Solo defending the tag team titles versus the Usos, who are now the new babyfaces. That's where the story should have gone.
1: That would have been cool, do, yeah. Do
2: they win the titles back? Do they not win the titles back? I'm not sure which way you can go. Either way, it all depends on your imagination and what you want to do going forward. But either finish would be good so long as there's lots of heat, okay? And then you end with the... If, if you don't put the babies over, you put the money in the bank as the last match of the night. or You do, like, Solo and Roman versus the Usos. Then you have the money in the bank match. Then you have whatever the world match, or, like, if you had like you know, bring you know, Brock Lesnar on the card versus you know another top huge baby. That way if there were a title involved in that match, the one who won the money in the bank could possibly do a run-in during that if they wanted to do some sort of thing. But anyway, I know I'm getting it's like 17 layers happening all at once. But ultimately one of the main events should have been solo and Roman versus the Usos, Uso's fresh baby face coming back for the tags, take them off their brother and the you know the tribal chief. To get back to being the longest reigning tag team champions, because you know the, the contract ticks starts ticking again with more days on the on the clock. So that, that's how, that's how I would have voted. That that sounds,
0: so, sounds, sounds good to me. That uh, sounds sounds good to me. T N Kubaner, what if Jay beat Roman at Payback, uh, which is where Roman's title reign began? I'm with it, man. Take the title off of this dude already, man. I'm I'm, I'm totally with it at this point. It is what it is, what it is. We're getting up out of here. WLR, ladies and gents, follow us uh next week uh right here on the PW Hustle YouTube channel. We're gonna do a PW hustle with the professor and H-Track Brown soon. Uh and of course, you can catch WLR over at uh, uh at Ahami Media uh podcast stream. And that's just the audio, but you can go get it over there. Uh V Andrew Bella, what is going on? Tell the people where they can find you.
1: Yeah, not a whole lot. Also, just I saw a couple people mentioning Jay winning the title. I just, I, I don't ever see that happening. Frankly, the Usos have succeeded in spite of themselves and the just the terrible people they typically are outside of the ring. I mean, like I, former ten-time tag team champion for eight, former eight-time DUI recipient. Like I mean, it, no, you can't yeah. have these guys fucking holding world championships. It's just silly. Either way, he was in the car, and we all know. Him know it <laughs> um so it was a matter of whichever one handed the cop their license that night but neither here nor there um yeah so what's going on with me like i said i uh, got a new song out there on youtube it's called seppuku seppuku uh for an attempt at, a, at a, an authentic pronunciation Um, uh, but yeah check it out it's on the youtubes uh billy ray's gonna try and put it in at the end of the song but give my youtube video a click i'll pin it to my twitter which by the way is at the andrew Bello. that's th to the e a n to the d R-E-W-B-E-L-L O.
0: Fantastic.
1: Striz, what's up, brother?
2: Hey, by the way, Bello's song is fantastic. You guys are going to love it when you hear it at the end of the show. So stay tuned. Let it play out. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And uh, check out the rest of his stuff on YouTube. And just to add one more thing to like if somebody was saying they wanted Jay to win the belt, the only way I could see that happening and I would be interested in is if they kept Roman having the two title belts. It's a three-way match between Jimmy, Jay, and Roman. Jimmy and Jay do some sort of thing at the end. They both topple down on top of Roman. One, two, three. Jimmy gets one belt. Jay gets the other. They separate on shows. Roman is gone for the foreseeable future. And each guy reigns on top of their particular TV show with their titles. They don't cross paths again for at least two, three years. And then have that moment where they come back together long after their title reigns to close out their career as the Uso Brothers. You're welcome.
0: (laughs) So You uh, are welcome.
2: I hope everybody had a good time this week. I know I did. Stay tuned to the Friday locker room this week. I'll be on with Ben Hameen, where I'll be getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning to talk about wrestling, which is fantastic. Always a fun time with Ben Hameen. uh, So check us out on channelattitude.com, and you can find all the uh, info there. I'm sure he'll be putting out a tweet with the show in there, and the show link and everything, so we should have some fun. Um, Next week I'll put out another question on Tuesday for um, shout-outs. And if you're not following me on Twitter, go ahead and follow me at underscore. And we're going to keep the uh, summer of STRIZ rolling
0: forward. All right. Beautiful. My name is Billy Ray Valentine, man. Go check the infinite fringe.podbeam.com. We also got free world uh, NYC going on September 9th. We're going to sell tickets for that fairly soon, put it up. And uh, if, if you're interested, if you so choose to come down and uh, and support some of your favorite alternative media hosts that are going to be giving uh, speeches there, Charlie Robinson and, uh, uh, Tony Arterburn, Don Jeffries, Richard Gage, uh, Wayne McCroy, John Brissom—you know the deal. Um, come check us out. I'll be there too, uh, and and maybe maybe A. Track Brown will be there. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna let him in the building. Bello, on the other hand, he has a chair, uh, uh, you know, laid sure. out for him. Of course, if he wants. it. He's a very busy guy. I don't know if I can get him out of Asgard, but you know what? I'm just gonna <laughs> let him as an offering. There it is, sir. Take it if you wish. All right, we are getting up out of here. And we'll see you guys next week, Lord willing. Do not burn the place down while we are gone. Yo, bells. What's going on, man? I'll catch your punk ass down the road. How, how come <sighs> you can like week after week, you just I know, know I just, just wash right,
1: right into it? I mean, come ridiculous. on. Ridiculous.
0: What the hell hey, is guys. wrong? I don't know. Fool me hey, once, bro.
1: shame on me. Fool me twice, but, but, but you won't hey. fool me again. Hey, Bells. Hey, Bells. What's up, man?
2: I prefer an ample bosom.
1: Oof. <laughs> that sounds about right.
0: Take old a Take old, old. Stay bitties. Stay tuned for the song. <laughs> Bye. Boom.